Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the artist storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I've been reading way too much high fantasy lately. I'm Pippin. And she had style, she had flair, she was there. That's how she became the nanny. <laughs> I'm Alex, and oh my god, I love McGraw. Wait, no. Ooh, oh my god, I love uh, Steed. Wait, no. Oh my god, I love uh, uh, Chichurga. Wait, no. Oh my god, I love... Uh, oh no. Oh no. I oh. run out. <laughs> I run out of bit. When you say it, you're all out of love, I'm so, so lost. lost without you. <laughs> you guys, other side of the podcast, right now. Aww. Oh Whoa. man, Pip, we Corner got banished. <laughs> this is what we get for having too much fun. We are the fun ones, Pippin. Ask anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the party don't start till we walk in. Yeah. Don't stop. Anyway, uh, today and Cat is. Oh yeah, yeah. Cat uh, uh, was not able to come in tonight. Uh, so as a result, today we're just talking about you know uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah. we already went through our backup idea last week. So and actually, uh, the backup of our backup. <laughs> the backup, backup. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Uh, rather than try and, uh, really put something together at way last minute, um, we're just gonna talk about what we're currently, uh, like reading, watching, enjoying in life because, you know, it's been a week, hasn't it, you guys? <sighs> uh, so that might also be playing with our mood. Uh, so, uh, frankly, How are we escaping this world of ours? Yes, we all need a little escapism right now. Um, so there's not really, there, there's gonna be probably spoiler talk at some point because of who we are as people. Uh, and if you want specific content warnings about things we're gonna be talking about here, we don't know what we're gonna be talking about yet, but, uh, check out the show notes at nostoryasacred.com. Uh, backstabbing both negative and, uh, and literal, maybe? And listeners, you might not have been able to see it, but my dog just hopped up on the futon behind me and groaned. So, he's joining in the hashtag mood as well. Eh. Oh, gosh. You know my favorite part of this whole thing? Yeah? Uh, it's at this point, we're not doing Clueless Without Cat out of spite <laughs> it's a mission now we're like no all of us t- together or none of us you you are the target you are the target demo of for or her paul rudd you created him <laughs> excuse you we're all the target demographic of paul rudd just look at him he is the aunt man <laughs> oh and other jokes from what I watched over the weekend. <laughs> Ooh, it was that was that a segue? Yes, it was. Ooh, Ooh, I was congrats. gonna keep talking about Paul Rudd, but okay. I am a master of segues here. Cause uh, I watched the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. Ooh. Ooh. Ch Chippendale? Rescue Rangers. <gasps> Which I watched the trailer of at one point. And I've just the seen, trailer made it look better than it needed to be. Yeah. I've seen I've seen assorted clips on YouTube. Well, here's yeah. the thing: I had fun watching it, and at the end of the day, that's all I actually care about. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys this: Ugly Sonic is in it. Ugly Sonic, major character. Is he a major character? Kinda. Yeah. Is he voiced oh, wow. by Ben Schwartz? I don't think so. No, oh, he, then what's the point? It kind of made him sound like, you know, gruff and washed out. <laughs> Aww. Which is uh, impressive uh, for uh, not uh, like barely even in like three years. 
Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. because here's the thing. It is a movie that is very well aware of the fact that Rescue Rangers hasn't been on the air for 30 years. <laughs> this is a movie no one was clamoring for. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it has, in some ways, similar vibes to, like, Galaxy Quest. Oh, interesting. Uh, because here's the thing. In this universe, they are actors, and then they get involved in an actual mystery. And not incorrectly, it gets pointed out, hey, we're actors. This isn't what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, then they end up solving the mystery and having an adventure and all that, because this is a movie. We're here to have a good time, people. I like how I saw everyone on the internet comparing Chippendale to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, an amazing movie. And there you went, swerving, and comparing it to Galaxy Quest, another great movie. I don't think I'm wrong, but here's the thing. I mean, Roger Rabbit is in the movie as well, so they are well aware of the fact that the direct comparisons are going to be made, and they're just acknowledging it. That's that's fair. Uh, Don't mind me as I look at our list of episode episode ideas, none of which we could do tonight. Uh uh, to see if Who Framed Roger Rabbit and if Galaxy Quest are on them. They both should be. We should put Galaxy Quest on the list sooner rather than later. Because you know what? Good movie. It's a good fucking movie. Great movie. Yeah? Yeah, fair. Uh, fair. Because, again, that that's where... It doesn't help that, like, the movie starts off at, like, a Comic-Con. So, mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's not exactly uh, a difficult uh, comparison to make. No. So that's 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 the thing. I actually watched this weekend. I can go into other things I've been uh, listening uh, to or reading as well. But uh, let's that, take turns. Yeah, go that's the first thing. Then go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can keep going all night for this, or at least sixty minutes. Uh- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is it, does it count as breaking the fourth wall on a podcast? I think kind of, yeah. I mean, because when you think about it, here, here we're going to talk about some meta-narrative stuff here. When when you actually look at how content is created on the internet, it is a performance. We are performing right now. And so we are acknowledging that there is a fourth wall here. Uh, we, we poke at the fourth wall constantly when we talk about our dear listeners. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say fourth wall. I mean, we all and we all always face one of our, our walls while recording. Literally. Actually, I always stare directly at the ceiling, unblinking. Unblinking. I, <laughs> I stare into my computer's camera. I know it can see me. Of I course it can. I stare into the sun. You know what? I, I lied. I stare into the void. Staring at the sun. Whoa. <laughs> we, listeners, oh. we, listeners, we are also going to be doing various uh, singing throughout this because we've also got that kind of energy going on. It's been a week. <laughs> we all could use some music. We we sang like like, like two whole verses of. I think uh, of too much stereo before we even started this. Yeah, and that's, that's how we knew we were doomed. <laughs> that's when we decided to stop trying. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, Apologies to the urge. Content. Uh, so I- I'm going to take a turn. Go yep. for it. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, shit. <laughs> no shit. There I was. So, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, but I fell headfirst into our flag means death, right? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you I, yeah. Yeah. And that's not actually what I'm going to be talking about, uh, right now, but it's the lead up. Like, um, like, I, I believe even our listeners already know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not sure. I've been real subtle about it. <laughs> Very subtle. So subtle. I haven't been retweeting anything about it. Uh, I haven't been reblogging anything on Tumblr. I don't have a side Tumblr. <laughs> See, I still it. find it funny that technically I was the one that watched it first. 
But you didn't finish it. I didn't, but, you and know. And therein lies the problem. Busy, wait, wait. busy life. There's wait, wait, ten wait. episodes. Hey, Pip, you have a side tumbler? Why don't I know about your side tumbler? Tell me your side tumbler. <laughs> I reblog it liter- literally every day. Wait, I'm uh, going to have to go through your reblogs and actually uh, do some investigating? I mean, now, yeah. I want to see if you figure it out. Wait, is it the... For you see. Wait, is it... Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, put, no, make it funny. Make it funny. Or put a, uh, put a bleep over it. Or, or, uh, <laughs> and then or, keep my, <laughs> keep my silence. Cause that was me making a face. <laughs> Cause you're a first fucking guess. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, so as of this recording, they still haven't renewed it for a second season, right? The bastards. Uh, I assume because they want to upset me specifically. Just uh, you. No one else. Yeah. So, my brilliant idea uh, was like, oh man, maybe if HBO Max sees me watch Our Flag Means Death and then watch something else on the platform to sh- see that I'm still there, it'll prompt them to renew Our Flag Means Death. You know, it can go into the analytics. There's nothing wrong with this plan. <laughs> nothing wrong with this plan. It is foolproof. <laughs> so, Pip, uh, especially fool, if I stop I, in the middle. <laughs> so, Pip, as a fool, tell us uh, how what how what what, uh, what happened. I I have been enjoying content. <laughs> what is the what is the what is the name of this content, Pip? <laughs> I've been watching the nanny. The classic 1990s sitcom, starring Fran Drescher. Uh, I assume as the titular nanny? Yes, yes. And get this, uh, she's this nanny. Ooh. From Flushing's Queen, Flushing Queen, is there an S at the end of that? She's from Flushing's, uh, (laughs) and, (laughs) oh... Everyone should be so glad that I cannot get the theme song in my head because it's basically the backstory. And the show takes great delight in quoting the theme song sometimes because why the fuck not? There it was, was that kind of show. A heavy New York accident and she decided to be a nanny. Is that the, uh, is that the theme tune? No. Oh. She was, no, listen, she was working in a brow shop in Flushing's Queen, uh, Flushing's Queens. When her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes, she, well, the point is, uh, she, her, her boyfriend did dump her and then fire her. Uh, though she went to sell cosmetics, showed up at the door of this rich guy, uh, who needed a nanny. Uh, and she went, Oh, really? You're rich and you'll pay. And she applied in lipstick as one does. Uh, and he hired her off the streets. Uh, <laughs> Because basically, basically, because while she was there applying, you know, she handled the children. Uh, so, you know, she did the work. And then basically it's several seasons of a will there, won't they romance between uh, her, uh, and the father, uh, who is a widower, you know, and the, th- and the three kids and, you know, dealing with, you know, Fran's family and, you know, class differences. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, Jewish culture. And it's actually a really good time. Pep, what sort of thematic comparisons could you make between this The Nanny and the, the, the classic The Sound of Music? Oh, yeah. You know, the sort of thing where it was directly based on it? What? <laughs> Well, uh, not directly based, but basically, Fran Drescher uh, and her husband at the time, I think, uh, went, hey, we could do something like that. <laughs> you know, a strict widower with kids, you know, doesn't hang out with them as much as he should. Uh, a rich blonde lady uh, who desperately wants the father and he doesn't see her like that. Uh, and they fall for each other. 
The only thing that Annie doesn't have is Nazis. And you know what? Good for it. Probably an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> and y'all should also be glad I showed up tonight, because I am in the middle of the two-part wedding. Oh. Because I'm on season five out of six, and spoiler alert, Fran and uh, Maxwell are getting married. <gasps> Because uh, he finally said, I love you, and he didn't take it back this time. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> they, uh, they have both known that they're in love with each other for a while. Uh, but he has issues with commitment. Possibly because of the time his first wife died. What? That'll, no. that'll do it. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I suppose, uh, then, uh, season and six, uh, uh, has, deals with the sudden and tragic death of, of uh, of, of Fran, Fran's, uh, character. Her, and him having to deal with that now, too. Obviously. No, I think they have kids. <laughs> oh, I was gonna go with, uh, post-apocalyptic survival story, but okay. Why don't you want them to be happy? Because they're happy uh, in the post-apocalypse. I didn't say they were unhappy. Wow. <laughs> and Pip, this is the, the uh, episode where, where we kind of be, where we're kind of shits at, at, uh, uh, at the things, things the other or, you know, people like. Rude. Wow. <laughs> but also, apparently, uh, the creators wanted to play the will they or won't they for even longer than they did. You know, uh, here here's the thing. I like it when there's just a happy couple. Yes. You know, they're, they're not going to break up in the next season. They're just happy together, dealing with the same stuff that all the rest of us deal with. So happy you know. together. Uh, but, 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 you see, Bren, uh, that means you actually have to uh, come up with other, uh, other plots. Uh, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> Basically, yeah, eventually the network was all like, no, you need to get them together, otherwise the show's over. And they went, right, right, more seasons, we got it. Right, 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 roger that, roger that. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, I find the will they, won't they aspect just tiring. It, oh, yeah. It works for, like, Two seasons max. If that, like one season, like if like one season of setup and then the romantic plot line season and then have a season after that where actually, no, what, no, what uh, show did this? Parks and Rec. I was gonna say. <laughs> if a power on get a, um, Shits Creek's, uh, will they won't they, won't they last? Half a season, and the seasons were like fourteen episodes. Nice. Uh, that's another one I need to finish. I started it, but didn't finish. How how far did you get? Um, we're way through season one. <laughs> no, dude. I know. I, I know. I've been bad. I need to power through my because uh, power through. I need to power through the embarrassment, and uh, yeah, that's like part of it. Yeah, secondhand yeah. embarrassment. That's part of it for me, but like, I think for me, it's just like a lot of the setup, and it's like, uh, we were just talking about this before the episode where we were talking about uh, trying to reread uh, the Mage World's books plug, um, and talking about how it's hard to get back into a story when you know how the beginning goes, right? Yeah. And it's like, I just want to know these characters already, but I know I have to get to know them first so I can get to all the the rich content later on. Ah. Ah. Speaking of Parks and Rec, every time I restart it, uh, or rewatch it, I don't watch the first season. Well, yeah, and Most yeah. of the second. I just skip right to when Ben gets there. Because that's uh, when it gets good. Yeah. So you, so you do a Brandana skip. <laughs> yeah. The, the Brandana uh, skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that being said, uh, is you should power through the beginning of Shit's Creek. Uh, which is still important to watch because it's important to know what shit people they were at the beginning. So you can appreciate yeah. how much they've grown. Uh, but once Patrick gets there, uh, 
chef's kiss. <laughs> the thing is, like, I like the fact that there's a lot of, like, SCTV alums and, and all that. Mm. It's just, yeah, I, I know. I, I just, I, I need to, maybe that's something I can do for my Memorial Day weekend. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, I will say, what I appreciate about Schitt's Creek at the beginning uh-huh. uh, is Dan Nevy saw an opportunity and took the opportunity to shamelessly troll his father. Oh, yeah. Esteemed, oh, yeah. esteemed actor Eugene Nevy. <laughs> because the, the water drip at the beginning uh, didn't need to happen. But Dan really wanted to mess up his dad's hair. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, all right. All right, the, all right. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. So, but yeah, uh, I have one more episode left on season five, and then uh, season six, and then I'm gonna go back and rewatch Our Flag Means Death again. <laughs> again, so HBO can get those analytics and see that there's something there. Pippin single-handedly saving the uh, the series, so you know who to thank. You're welcome, David Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to me. Moving on up. Moving, moving on, on to Al. To the deluxe content in the sky. Oh, I, I, I was thinking you're moving on up to the east side, and you went somewhere else. No, uh, no. Uh, that that was the song I was doing. Is it? Yeah. You know, moving on. What up we should to do the east is side, to the deluxe. Apartment in the, in, the, in the sky. This just does to show that I don't actually know any of the music that I reference. What we should do is make our way to Viridian City. We're, wow. We're on the road to Viridian. God I'm damn on it! We're on the road. We're on the road. I remember that song, too, even though I'm too old for it. <laughs> in my defense, I have not listened to it since I was ten. Okay, p- A p- literal p- child. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Ooh, don't like those thoughts. Do you at least remember what kind of Pokemon are you? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember this one, so yay for me. <laughs> don't remember. Oh my god. Tonight's just been full of you guys referencing songs and me going like, oh no. <laughs> Do you have a heart that's true? What kind of Pokemon are you? <clears throat> you see, listeners, in the, uh, in the long, long ago, I had the Pokemon on, uh, the Pokemon CD. And, uh, for all the, uh, like, songs that they just made up on the spot. I like how, how you're trying to explain and justify yourself and sound vaguely apologetic when I'm the one who started it. <laughs> right. Anyways. What have you been doing? Uh, so recently, a, uh, t- a cartoon series that I watch, uh, on Disney has finished up, uh, called Amphibia. Just finished its, uh, third, third season. Third season. And, and the, and the end of the series, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a, uh, it is a, a fun and show, uh, done by, made by, uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of the, uh, people who worked on, uh, Gravity Falls. Yeah. So it's, it's another of the, uh, so it's one of the, uh, lore heavy serialized, uh, used, uh, cartoons as opposed to, uh, like the, your, her more, uh, episodic, uh, variety. How, how are you di- differentiating the two of those? Like, episodic is like The Simpsons where it all resets back. Uh, to the status quo at the uh, at the start of each episode. Mm. Fair enough. Now, uh, and basic premise: this is a young a younger old Anne Bunchoy, a uh, gets uh, zapped to a, another another world filled with talking frogs, as one does. So it's a frog isekai. Yes, a frog isekai, if you will. I will not. <laughs> You won't, you won't what? Do whatever the fuck you two were talking about. <laughs> well, you, Al, you said, if you will, and Pippin responded, that she will not. <laughs> <laughs> and in her adventures, she learns the meaning 
and of true friendship. And uh, also, hey, maybe that uh, her friendship, uh, her uh, her friendship with her human friends uh, was actually kind of maybe a little bit toxic. What? 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 And then things kind of get more dramatic as things go on. On you know, oh, sword fights on top of of crumbling towers. There's, nice. Uh, a you know, like uh, exploring hit, hidden mystical temples. A frog vasion. Nah. And wait, yeah. Wait, I I thought they were all already frogs. How do you mean? Well, you said frog vasion, which implies an invasion of frogs. But I thought they were all already frogs, except for maybe the main character who sort of ended up there. So is it frogs invading frogs? No. Or is it frogs invading the real world? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, we have spoiler tags. You okay, can okay. tell us. Okay, Yes, there is indeed a frog vision of the human world. Cause, you know, turns out that the, the strange, uh, uh, strange, uh, music box that the, uh, adapted them to the, the frog world was actually used, used by, uh, it was actually used originally to, you know, open portals to other world, world so that they, they conquer and drain of resources to expand. And their uh, expand their power. Oh, as like you do. one does. As one does. They were con- they were conquerors. Frog is, is that what happened in Egypt that one time? <laughs> Wait, what? The plagues of Egypt. There were ten of them. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who's who's to say? Other spoilers that happen. Uh, like season one finale, a, uh, a the sword fight on top of the crumbling tower ends with it's uh with Anne holding holding the hand of her friend and and to keep her from falling off said crumbling tower, or or to her demise, while the song uh while the song lean on me he plays and you cry, and then she says, Hey Anne, maybe you're better off for. A- Without me after all. And let's go. Oof. Yeah. Stuff gets dark. But she's Big fine. oof energy. Oh, she's fine? That's yeah. good. She gets, Big uh, oof energy. She gets uh, caught up by, by uh, the toad captain. As one does. As one does. Would you say he leapt into action? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they are willing and able to make those puns. Good. Good. As well they should. Among us. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, I don't, know if, I don't know if we want to go around the horn again here. Uh, yeah, we've got time. All the time in the world. I have a time machine. I don't have a time machine, y'all. If I had a don't time machine, I'd be... Me. What's that? So don't lie to me. I'm just saying, if I had a time machine, I probably would have found some better uses for it currently. But mm. yeah, so, so um, as I mentioned earlier on in the uh, podcast here, I've also been reading a lot of high fantasy lately. Because here's the thing. I tend to, you know, read books on my Kindle at night. Uh, but during the day, when I have to take a certain insane beagle on very long walks, like an hour a day-ish, uh, I tend to listen to audiobooks. Hmm. And so I've been taking the opportunity to finally go through the Wheel of Time series. <laughs> I am several books in now. I'm in too deep. <laughs> but, in too deep. And I'm trying to keep... <laughs> So the ground found on my feet instead, instead of going, going under. under. Yeah. So I'm currently on book seven. Oh, and shit. And these are not short books. It's like 
like a like a stand not standard but but like a lot of books will be like eight hours to read through. The short ones are twenty hours of audio content. So they they last me a good long while is all I'm saying. I'm getting the bang for my buck here yeah. uh, on audiobooks. And, you know, here's the thing. I know there are some people that are, you know, wheel of time haters and all that uh, because there's a lot of content to go through in the books. I, I so far, I have enjoyed going through the story as written. Like, I, I feel like the pacing could definitely be picked up, of course, but like, I understand the purpose of a lot of the scenes in place. You know, it's like setting up, it's setting up a whole lot of stuff for later on in the story or even later on in the series. Um, I've noticed that over time it's gotten a little bit, you know, uh, more descriptive of like certain characters and all that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's I, I'm curious to see where it goes and how it finishes. Mm. I think there's like 13 books overall or something like that. And you're on seven and they're all like, they're all doorstops. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometime next year, I'm sure I'll finish. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about, you know, in 50 years, we'll check back in. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, I go through audiobooks, as I said, because I have a dog that needs lots of walkies. Ooh. I go through them pretty quick. And when I'm not walking the dog, every once in a while, I'll have to, you know, actually commute to the office. And so I've been putting on audiobooks during my commute, which makes a commute suck less. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it has just been, you know, classic, you know, high fantasy adventure so far with a whole lot of <laughs> a whole lot of commentary on, you know, men and women and all that. Um, although there there are some like surprising subversions in the text as well, like, uh, like one of the things that gets established earlier on in the series is like you have the, uh, the female, uh, magic users and they can have basically like bound warders, you know, guards and all that. And earlier on in the series, it was all men who were bound in the service. Halfway into, uh, like books five, uh, one of the characters gets a female warder and that's different. And it's like, this is implying some stuff. Cool. Uh, hmm. there's also just some stuff that like maybe in hindsight could probably be a, you know, tweaked a little bit better. Of course, you know, cause yeah. time ages everything, of course, but for what it is, I'm just saying it, 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 it does some, some interesting things. Just saying. <laughs> so Wheel of Time. It's a lot to go through, but <laughs> I've been, I've been enjoying it so far. Like, uh, mm. when, when you get to the climax of each book, it does tend to be, you know, exciting and all that. And that's the important part. Like, uh, in, in the last one I read, it wasn't seeming like there would be like this big climactic moment. And then, it wasn't as huge a battle as like some of the other like books would have it end, but the trade off was the battle ended more horrifyingly. Like, uh. oh, this is what magic used to explode people does. It, ex it exploded a person. <laughs> it turned inside out, and then it exploded. And everybody involved going. That was effective. I'm not sure I like it. We're not dead. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> where, where did that enemy go? Oh, he's, you know, he's around, he's around here and there, there and over and there. there. <laughs> oh, and over there. Huh. Went pretty far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, I, I can definitely see where more modern writers have been, you know, drawing influence from it all, you know? Hmm. So yeah. Also, it helps that from what I've heard, 
Robert Jordan back when he was, you know, uh, around and all that. Good dude. I've only heard good things. Yeah. Well, I think, like, he was able to, like, also help, like, financially support, like, another author that was, like, like, in failing health and all that and, you know, generally look out for other people. So, unlike certain other famous uh, fantasy (laughs) authors, like, (laughs) I shouldn't throw shade. Yeah, let's not throw shade. Like certain ones that get, you know, cans of Coke dumped on their heads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and other stories that we're not going to explain right now. Deep (laughs) cuts. Oh, how many of our listeners just know? How many of our listeners already already know that story? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, Just listen, guys. Just know that we got a kick out of that. (laughs) (laughs) um so speaking of audiobooks Uh uh-huh uh segue i can do them too dun 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 i thought i was the only one i was the chosen one (laughs) brendan you have to understand (laughs) that segue is an ancient magic which was many he he practiced practitioners do also, not tell me of the ancient magic of segways. I was there when they were written. Anyway, go on, Pep. Brendan, there is another McDonald. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, I tend to listen to audiobooks when I'm cooking. If I'm not deep into my, you know, favorite songs playlist, because I don't have to think about it. And typically when I'm cooking, the audiobooks I listen to are romances, uh, because of who I am. As a person. But actually, the audiobook I'm listening to right now uh, is uh, Small Gods by Terry Pratchett, which is not a romance, just just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless one considers the love of one's god, I guess. Uh, but at the point where I'm at, they do not have a very loving relationship. <laughs> uh, this god and his one follower. But Small Gods is a book in the Discworld series. Um, I think it's one of the fairly early ones. Chronologically, at least, it's, you know, takes place before all of them. Don't mind me, I say very quickly look up. No problem, no problem. Where in the list? Small Gods is. Published in 1992. The 13th novel of the Discworld story. Out of 41. As one of the standalone novels, so it doesn't have any of the recurring characters, it doesn't have the witches, it doesn't have the watch, uh, it doesn't have Rincewind, and, you know, I'm only thankful. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes, oh, I feel, you know sometimes I feel bad for not, not reading more of the uh, other her, uh, books, but then I'm alright. <laughs> so... so- Unrelated, uh, we had a, a, a member of the improv team not hear really about Discworld books, and then half the team was like, well then. <laughs> and each of us having different suggestions on where to start. <laughs> I, what did you recommend? I, yeah, that's a good oh, question. I'm partial the- to God's, uh, to guards, guards, just saying. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, if there was one bit of agreement, it's, you can save color of magic for later. <laughs> I saw a comic on Tumblr the other day uh, of someone going like, oh, I've never read Discworld. Uh, and then the crowd around them <laughs> gathering in a dark force and all the speech bubbles going like, oh, man, here, here's a reading list. Here's a timeline. <laughs> you, you can borrow my copy. Just don't, as a ravenous horde. Don't start with color of magic. Awesome. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, also, my, my, my dearest beloved Ashley is technically reading the Discworld series. Sort of, kind of. But she decided she wanted to do publication order. Dun 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 Ooh. dun. So she's She's reading Rincewind, and I'm over here going like, "No, you got, you gotta just skip around, just skip around." I mean, there's nothing uh, wrong with Rincewind, isn't there? Though, I mean, yes, emotionally, that is, central, that is central to his character. 
And then she accuses me of being a foul uh, tempter from the pits of hell. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But also, <laughs> just skip forward. That doesn't make me wrong. Eh? It's kind of like a uh, Brantana skip. <laughs> it kind of is. Like, yeah. You can you can enjoy the early Discworld stuff if you want. I mean, again, nothing wrong with it. There's, you know, some stuff that's established, of course. But, you know, you can just have a good time no. you know, reading about Grimes. Come on. My boy Grimes. 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 Whatever. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. I was going to make him spell it. <laughs> um, like, no, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Oh, because I was thinking about The Simpsons as well. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Ta- that, uh, in Amphibia, the Toad Captain, his name is Grime. <laughs> ha. Is he a direct reference to Discworld? No, he is a bully in a tower. God damn it. Ugh, but he, has, but he goes through character growth, and he grows a beard at one point when uh, and he's feeling down. But then and he shaves it off again. Uh, and uh, when he, he <laughs> does he does he comment on boots? Does no. he have a boots theory of economics? <laughs> Which again, Terry Pratchett, goddamn, able to succinctly point out the costs of being poor. Yeah, mm. I I realized the other day, uh, you know, I, I had the thought that I meant to tweet, but then didn't, that I read Discworld at an impressionable age, and I hope it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, ban Discworld books now. Rah, rabble, rabble, rabble. I mean, here's we, we were you know, shitting all over the beginning of the Discworld, but one of the very, very early novels, maybe the first one? No, not the first one. The very first one is Color Magic. Uh, but very early on, it's Equal Rights. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is actually the first introduction of Granny Weatherwax. And that is about a girl who becomes a wizard, which is not how it's supposed to be done. Which goes to show that while Terry Pratchett sort of comes into his own later on, he still had, he still knew what he was doing on, doing in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. He's still Terry frickin' Pratchett. Yeah. And he- GNU Terry Pratchett. And he does, his, and his language does get, about it does get better as well. Yeah. He learns, same as anybody. Yeah. It is a journey. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I also just now realized that at some point we should do a larger full episode specifically about the Discworld. So I'm not going to actually get too much into it now. But I've been listening to the new audio book, uh, the new recordings. Uh, oh, the one with the, uh, like, we, we got all the, these, uh, audio recording in great hates to uh, do this. Eh. And also, oh, uh, Bill, like, was it, who, uh, and also, oh, Bill Nighy, he's, he's doing the annotations. Uh, Peter Serafinowitz is doing the annotations. Bill Nighy is the voice of death. Oh, right, right. Uh, and Small Gods is being narrated, uh, by Andy Serkis. Hmm. Uh, and, and pretty good so far. Um, but I also, one of the reasons I haven't listened to a ton of the audiobooks of Discworld, except for, you know, uh, a bunch of the watch books because I love the watch that much, is because I don't like the narrator, the, the old ones. And maybe I'm the outlier. I also don't like the, the, you know, old covers, uh, which I think is going to get Cat mad at me because she really likes those ones. The, the Jack Kirby <laughs> ones. Yeah, I was like, no, let me just give me the minimalist ones with the little, there's just the one sort of icon picture on the front. Those are fine. <laughs> they're, they're very, they're very of their age. Yeah. But also like, yeah, fun. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm listening to Small Gods because one, it's out. Uh, two, Small Gods is actually, I think, like the first Discworld novel I actually read. When I was younger, uh, in defiance of everyone who ever gives <laughs> suggestions of where you should start, <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure I ever actually reread it. As opposed to like all the the other Discworld novels that I read, and I'm gonna be honest, I haven't read all of them. But the ones that I have read, I've I've reread after. Did I read uh, Guards Guards or did I I read uh, 
Uh, what was the first witch's book? Like her witch's book. Uh, Weird Sisters. Weird Sisters, yeah. You know, I, I read that first. I do not remember. Uh, it might have been Weird Sisters, because that seems like the sort of thing that we would have suggested you read first. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Small Gods is one of the more religious books, in so much as this world gets religious. Um, and the nature of faith and, you know, good works and stuff like that. And if Kat were here, she'd have more to say about it because Small Gods was also deeply influential uh, on them. Well, if Kat were here, she'd be interrupting you like oh, five yeah. seconds in as soon as you mention Small Gods. and. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, me finish a sentence, not while Kat's around. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I- <laughs> well, because here's the thing, it, it would be chiming in about you know, whatever, you know, XYZ character – uh, happens to be her favorite uh, in that one, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only partway through it. Yeah. Um, but I will say that for the most part, I, I like the new recording, except Ooh. Uh-huh. You know, Andy Circus doing great. Not, you know, voices aren't exactly what I would have thought they were, but you know what? He's an actor. He can interpret them however he wants. Um, Bill Nighy is the voice of death. Great. Uh, the footnotes? Oh. There is a, like, chime sort of thing, uh, before and after the footnote. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a choice. Mm. Uh, there's a bit too long of a pause, though, between the chimes. And also, Peter Serafinowicz sounds like he recorded on his phone or something. Oh, Ooh. no. The audio quality is noticeably different. Oof. Now, you gotta make sure everything's mixed to the same quality level, because you can't sound bad. Can't sound yeah, bad. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it'll be fixed in other books, uh, that maybe it was just, you know... A fluke? A fluke, because they were recording this, I imagine, during COVID. Maybe he didn't have a proper audio set up wherever he was. Uh, I don't know. Like the stuff I the stuff stuff on I saw on YouTube. I was like, they were like, we were putting a lot of uh, love into this, and like, I'm hoping you are. But you know, you know, I usually like roll with it. I you know think, oh, you know, everyone's trying their best. It's all fine. If I'm over here going like, oh no, how did uh, uh, Good Omens handle the their annotations and the uh? In the series? In the... The... The Amazon TV series. TV series? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, there was the voice of God. Yeah, I she think was it was narrating. just like a cutaway, like, non-sequitur cut. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's easier in the TV show when you can just do quick if interstitial. I, if I were doing it in an audiobook, instead of doing a chime, because here's the thing, I feel like a chime can be kind of jarring, potentially. Mm. I would just, you know immediately cut into like footnote and explain the thing that's being explained. I don't know how you yeah. return after maybe have a pause at the end of the footnote. Yeah. Honestly, a pause at all probably would have been fine. Saying note could have been fine. I note. I yeah. honestly would have been fine with the chime if there weren't weird pauses on either side of the, just the chime. Mm. Um, but also just having a different voice yeah, like also, you know, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, indicates like, like a different fo- like footnote. Brennan often edits with Benji on his lap. Oh, uh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> but Bren, here's your task: make the <laughs> like uh, edit it in a way that it actually sounds like a footnote. Well, mm. a lot of it is just how you can do your intonations when acting it. That was uh, that was the thing I was just thinking about is like I could read through uh, text in one style or mm. one voice and then change it up for the footnotes. So like if I'm reading through the text and I'm the narrator, I'll probably have a bit more of like a, you know, authoritative sounding voice. And then when switching to the footnotes, maybe switch it to a bit more of a conversational style or vice versa, you know. May, may I try an example? Yeah, go for it. 
Let's see if this works, y'all. Oh, frab just day, kalu kale, he chortled in his joy. Chortle was a made-up word at the time, but now has entered our vocabulary such that it is recognized by the dictionary. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then I would go into the next verse. I would probably just still do a note, like, like note, um, just to really make it obvious to the listener. Yeah. This is the, this is the footnote. Yeah. Though I would argue that if it's a different actor doing it, that makes it easier. Um, you wouldn't necessarily, my point is they have the footnotes and they're doing it wrong. (laughs) They have the budget as well. (laughs) To the point where they shouldn't be doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, to that level, when you have, like, a full cast audio, then, yeah, like, you don't have to do tricks in terms of, you know, am I being conversational or narration or whatever. Um, you can probably have a bit more, bit more leeway. Yeah. That being said, I still like Small Gods. Yeah. There you it's go. It's a good time. Uh, and in no way, uh, deeply formative and influential on my entire worldview. Whoa. Mmm. Seems fake. Listen. Listen, if y'all haven't read, reread Guards Guards in a while. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I dread rereading, uh, I think it's Men at Arms has the gun. Mmm. Uh. Ooh. It's been a week. It has. Uh, I should reread Monsters. I should reread a lot of Discworld. Yeah. They're good books. Yeah, which is why we should do a full episode at some point. Yeah. All right. I think, uh, I think, think my next and, uh, and, uh, wrap up. Yeah. 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 See if we can think of a game. We, <laughs> nah. I'm not sure if anything will work, but, uh. So. Another thing, thing I've uh, been watching recently is a, uh, a let's play, a blind let's play of uh, I, the Somnium Files. What's that? It is a, a uh, mystery, a uh, vi- visual novel, all sort of, of game. It's by the same guys who, uh, <laughs> who uh, did... Uh, Nine 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 and uh, virtue's last reward. Oh no! Nice. <laughs> yeah, I love how that means something to you, but I'm still lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, Pip, don't worry. I already told you all the plot at a readercon, so you've already forgotten. <laughs> Listen, I have ADHD, and that messes with my memory. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Don't be ableist. <laughs> so, uh, in this story, you play a, a, uh, as Date Konami, a cop, but not just any kind of cop. He doesn't usually investigate, investigate crime scenes. He investigates the human mind by driving. Dun dun dun. <laughs> by. I was gonna say dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun. Dun, dun, dun? dun? Yeah, I think that's how it is. And so by, wherein he, uh, enters people, people's dreams and tries to, uh, suss out what the fuck that all meant and get any available clues. So it's Inception. I mean, yes, but also there's a time limit. <laughs> You've got six minutes. That's real time before, uh, you can. Or else, uh, you get, you have to, you know, retop, you retry from the top. Uh, but yeah. And by retry from the top, I mean, like, like, as in, like, narratively, you can, stuff happened, but like, in, in terms of gameplay, you, you've, uh, you, you, you retry. <laughs> hmm. And he's assisted in, in this with, a, by an AI that's in his, his eyeball called Iba. Uh. Oh. <laughs> huh. When did this come out? Oh, like a couple years ago. Cause, cause that reminds me of a podcast where a character loses an eye and gets a mechanic computer replacement. 
Listen. Eyeballs. I, as an AI, and AI, occur a lot in this game. Like, one of the... One of the main, one of the main characters is, is named Iris. Yeah, okay. After hmm. the flower, her last uh-huh. her last name is Sagan, which uh, means some which means something to do with eyes. Subtle, very is what you're saying. This is it is very very subtle. The first mystery you have to solve of is is uh you found a. Uh, there, there's a dead woman who, whose uh, eye got plucked out uh, and uh, got uh, strapped to a, a merry-go-round. Whoa. Uh. Yeah, it, started, it, goes, uh, it goes hard. Heard from the start. So, like the other games, does this one end up tying to 999 as well? I mean, yes, in the uh, sense like the parallel... Well, realities do do exist, and and through that, we can somehow reach a happy ending. But the hilarious thing in this playthrough that I'm watching, the the player went managed to get the everybody dies route. Oh no! Like on its first in first go. You know what I love? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Mm. Go oh, on. you go because you're probably going to stay on topic. Oh, I I just when I first played nine nine nine, I got the uh one of the girls kills me, chops off my hand to steal my wristwatch endings <laughs> as one of my first Jesus. endings. Uh, for for listeners, uh, uh the wristwatch in question is needed in order to who go through who uh uh through sealed door or is uh and various escape room whom said it thanks or else you drown. The sealed doors are math puzzles. Yeah, okay, Jigsaw. <laughs> yes. Christ. Uh, oh, don't worry. Jigsaw's cute. Christ on a cracker. Uh, <laughs> what I love yep. is I'm over here watching the fucking nanny. <laughs> 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 and, you know, listening to an audiobook that's mostly about, you know, the nature of religion and the importance of belief. Y'all... <laughs> Are watching fucking horror shows? No, no. This is a, a murder mystery filler. Okay, sure. With, with, with the main character is is a chaotic dumbass energy all the time. That implies something fun. That does not sound fun. <laughs> well, then, in order for the AI. To get him to move quickly in a deadly situation, uh, she needed him to have his uh, reaction time faster. And so rather than just saying duck, she said, Date, there's a porno mag on the floor. And he's like, what? Porno mag? And like dodges a bullet. (laughs) Now I feel like I don't like this thing for a different reason. (laughs) Well, yes, he... He also is an idiot in that regard. But that's because of other story reasons. Hmm. You know, Al, unrelated to this, the next time it's just you and I that talks about uh, a story, we should just talk about, like, the Zero Escape games. Or at least 999. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played the uh, other one. And I heard, like, I think that, like, Virtue's Last Rule heard was, like, kind of eh. Yeah, but there's also Zero Time Dilemma that uh, ties into everything. These all sound fake. The, yes, don't worry, Pep. The names are all stupid. <laughs> uh, no, also, one of the great things about this game is that Arndate, our main character, is also oh, uh, taking care of a friend's daughter. And in the, in the, in the story, it is... Is this guy like, hey, my drinking buddy that I've known for a year who is an amnesic cop. Why, why do you mind taking in care of my daughter for me? I'm too busy at work. Again, you are, are uh, you are a cop. One of the, 
like a, a story cop, a, a fictional cop, which means you actually do, you actually are a workaholic. Ooh, a bit. Hmm. And somehow that is the best decision and th- that character made. <sighs> it's also, a, but also but there's a fam- found family trope. Oh, I do love found family. Yeah. And even maybe, uh, super spoiler. Brent, actually, do you want to play this game? Nah, I'm fine. A uh, super spoiler warnings. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of, uh, body swapping going on. Because huh. it turns out that, that, uh, the main character, is, the reason why he's an amnesiac is he, man, he got body swapped and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't remember that happening. And he's actually, nice. the, and yeah, and he's in the body of a serial killer. Or, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that escalated. Every new thing you add <laughs> makes it sound even more fake. Right? So again, and return back to ooh, that, uh, that, uh, like, uh, return back to the, uh, uh being, the drinking by, how do you, Who's amnesia cop to my, I'm taking care of my daughter. Who's currently in the body of a serial killer who killed my child, one of my childhood best friends. What? Who's the childhood best friend whose body I'm keeping frozen, I'm keeping knocked up frozen in, in, uh, in the, in a old fishery locker just because. Don't worry, I don't have to explain because I get murdered by the by by the uh, uh, serial killer killer who is now a body hopper. Technically, I think ghosts exist in the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's the spookiest one of all. Listen, Max's dead wife just came to talk to him, and it's implied that he's you know awake and she's there. And we have no reason to believe that he's, you know, in otherwise impaired mental state, so he's just chatting with his dead wife. Yeah. Who says that it's okay that he, uh, loves Fran. She loves her, uh, loves her too. She's so great with the kids. It's fine. So yeah. It was very sweet. Ah. I tried to distract myself from the horror show that Alex described. <laughs> so, Bren, are you interested now? I might take a peek at it later. Always need, you know, uh, stuff to run in the background. <laughs> uh, the ones, the one who's, uh, play, the playthrough I'm watching is, uh, Pat from, uh, ah, nice. reference, yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, all right then. <laughs> so, uh, I think, uh, on that note, <laughs> uh, wow. do we have anything else to talk about tonight? Or I think we've, we managed to, to shoot the breeze for, for a long time here. Good job, team. Listen, I think it's important that people know that we actually do like each other, and we talk about shit sometimes. Weird. Well, isn't that the entire premise of the podcast? Yeah, but we talk about, like, other stuff that we're actually, like, enjoying and just... I don't know. <laughs> You're implying that we don't enjoy the, th- the things that we talk about. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I suggest Book of Henry one time. Good grippy cat. Good grouping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, believe it or not, I don't have any shows coming up right now, but I imagine I'll have some more scheduled soon-ish. Yeah. So that's something. Uh, cats got their writing class uh, stuff. Their books. They've got a website. You can check it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex and I continue to be just better than other people. Yep, yep. I'm pressing Y to doubt. Wow. She doesn't get the reference. <laughs> I know. It's a it's a video game. What's the name of this video game? <laughs> I I don't know, but I can see I can actually see the frame in my head. It's that dude. Yeah, it's that dopey looking guy. Yeah. Looks like he'd be like an LA uh an LA Detective, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the dopier ones. 
<laughs> a dopey LA detective. That's the name of the game. <laughs> and uh, and what? And honestly, it looks like he's gonna doubt. <laughs> and what genre would you say a detective often shows up in? Rose to prominence in the 1930s. Noir. So yeah, a noir set in set LA. In. <laughs> is it is it called LA Noir? Yes. And and then you you get and then you think about it and go wait a moment and it's not a hot in in black and white. Wait, it's not noir at all. And among other issues with the game. <laughs> All right, Pippin, do you want to take us out? I guess. All right. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred, or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brandon McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton, sort of. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. See you next time when we talk about something. I refuse to make any promises. That means we actually will talk about Clueless at that point. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. Until then, we're no story sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Brendan. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. sacred. Uh, at the end of I Saw Me all the characters first, first have a, a big, big song and dance number. Good night, everyone. <laughs>